Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes a circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Surrounding me with love 
For to find a balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence My name is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess this evening. The music you were just listening to at the beginning of the show is I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shemshai, an absolutely wonderful little uh, group ensemble that I met originally in the Sedona, Arizona area, which I passed through recently. And they're, of course, enjoying their successes as they travel the world now. I just want to extend a welcome to you, whether you are returning to us because you've listened to the show before and you really enjoy it, or whether you are joining us here for the very first time. We do stream live in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Sen, also known as Fair Encounters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through there, as well as those that are catching the podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and the YouTube version of our show. Here at Activating Compassion, I look at the different ways that compassion exists in our lives, how to remove our blocks, resistances, frustrations, and more. Some we've been discussing different aspects about compassion as in our life, how it affects our life, and the different areas of compassion. And then some weeks I'm doing more exercises, practical implementations. Many times I've got guests on the show, and you can learn about their work and other things that work with and complement compassion. And then oftentimes I have a variety of musical artists along the way. And actually, this week and next week, we're going to be delving in to the work of those musical artists throughout our show. We're doing a little more relaxed uh, couple of weeks here during the holidays so people can sit back and they can enjoy some of that music while they're doing as well some of the other messages that we have going on uh, for us right now. And those would uh, even include Grammy artists, Grammy nominee artists, Stephen Halpern, Peter Cater, I've also had Jill Matt Sinclair, Hadeen, Bruce Chivarelli, Craig Carolla, Carol Grant, Moses, Sam Woodbear, Lauren Lane Hall, um, just a whole variety of really great artists. In my own work, what I do is I focus on helping people find and use compassion in their everyday lives. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and if you've missed that, you can catch it in our archives. I've authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Journal, and its companion workbook, and then my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. 
In addition, I've created the Compassion Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. And you can follow all of those events uh, that are available to register for on the Compassion Tour at uh, my website, josiannicholsgeorge1.com. Just go ahead and go into workshops or go into the Compassion Tour, um, events that are going on. You'll find everything on there. Um, I'm actually already working on the 2015 tour. I'll be starting off in Southern California, uh, looking at a variety of different things around uh, anywhere from San Diego all the way on up into the Los Angeles region. So I'm very excited to see what's going to come from those different things right now. And those will be looking up between January, February, March, time frame, and then I'll be moving on up the coast and, and headed towards the Bay Area and Portland and just got a whole bunch of great venues. And by the way, if you've got a favorite shop venue that you like in your area and you'd like me to bring an event or something to your area, then feel free to contact me and I will be happy to take a look, contact that store owner and see what we can do to get something set up in your region as well. Hey, before we get started on everything, those that have listened to the show before, they know that I love to delve into the 72 names of God technology for the soul. And that's by Yafuda Gert. He's a Kabbalah master. And those that have listened in before, you know what I love about Yafuda's work is that he brings it into the everyday language, which is what I do. I take the big concepts, bring it into everyday language, and that's what he's doing with this work as well. So let's go ahead and delve in and see what our message is this week in the 72 names of God. And what we have here is the common name of God that we have for this week is revealing the concealed, okay? And the little uh, lead-in that he has on this is he either distorts reality so that we see only what it wants us to see. The name ends our tunnel vision and stops our delusion so that we perceive truth in our daily circumstances and see things as they really are. Now, if we move on to the insights that he provides on this, we have Kabbalah teaches that concealment always precedes revelation. A seed is concealed in the ground in order to produce a tree. A baby is concealed in the womb before it is born into our world. A new invention is concealed in the inventor's mind before it appears in material form. Electrical energy must be concealed in a wire to express its power in our lives. A writer conceals ideas and principles inside metaphors and stories in order to reveal universal truth in the mind of the reader. The genuine light of the creator and the ultimate truth of life are also first concealed before they're revealed. It's up to us to strive to uncover these truths, to restore the light into the world so that pain and suffering Defeat and hatred are eternally abolished from the landscape of human existence. And the meditation that he gives on this is, you bring forth the powers of observation to see the truth and the courage to handle it. This is a really big one today. I know that I've been talking with somebody else today earlier about this very thing. It's about asking to see what's already there. And this is part of how we bring things into our life. And then asking for that courage to handle it once we have it. 
to be with us and provide us the strength. Sixth thing, this message is posted on my my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. So you're welcome to go back and read it throughout the week. I love to do that sometimes when I'm grabbing hold of a thought and, and looking at it. So this week's going to be a little bit different than what we have had in the past um, weeks because what we're doing is we're going to be integrating the music of different artists that we've had along the way. And we're going to delve into some of those musical artists this week, and then we're going to be delving into some of those musical artists next week as well. And we're going to be interspersing tonight messages, maybe messages for the new year, maybe messages that are just coming up tonight. And I often find that when we do this, it always seems to apply to what's happening in our life. And we're also going to take a little look at the winter solstice. So I'm actually going to get started in this little variation on our format tonight. And I'm going to start off here with a song called Love Streaming. It's by Harold Bramsoft Moses. And those that have gotten familiar um, and listening to me over the last few weeks, you know that I had the chance to meet with Harold while I was in Arizona, and I had the chance to receive an intuitive music reading by him, which was phenomenal. So if you ever get a chance to be in the Phoenix, Arizona area, (laughs) and you have a chance to get a session with him, it's incredible. He put me under a grand piano, and I was just totally surrounded, and then he plays by what he's sensing intuitively, and it's something that then he gives to you later on. But uh, he does a lot of work in heart-centered music. So this song, again, is Love Streaming by Harold Transpath Moses.
Welcome back. This is Jessie Nichols, George, and I'm your hostess this evening for Activating Compassion Radio. And we're doing something a little bit different tonight. This week and next week, this is part one of a two-part kind of a recap or reflection of messages, music show. I, I just kind of like at the end of the year to be able to sit back and relax and to just receive a little bit and just take it a little easier while we're all kind of a little more hectic with the holidays. Uh, this kind of gives us that opportunity. So part of what we're doing in this recap tonight and next week is uh, sharing the music of different artists that I've had on the show, people I've had on the show, musicians. And that uh, piece we were just listening to is called Love Streaming. It's by Harold Randstaff Moses. So we're shaking our format up a little bit this week, and we're interspersing that music with things that we would normally be doing here on the show, as well as we're going to be incorporating some different messages and insights along the way as well tonight. Now, a little uh, thought here for these times, because, you know, we're in times where we're up on the, the winter solstice, which is coming up in two days, and it's such a blessed time with the winter solstice. It's, uh, you know, it's really offering us a beautiful, beautiful peace portal opening. And I talked a whole lot about this earlier on um an interview I was doing where Rain Cohen was interviewing me, and you can find that interview. It's already up and available through my media tab under radio page, on the radio page of my media tab on my website, jessianmichelsgeorge.com, and we really got into some of the cycles and the seasons and the aspects of what the winter solstice is all about. Um, so I encourage you to, to go in and check that out. Um, this is a particularly big one because this winter solstice falls on what's known as a two vibration in numerology, and that brings us towards unity. Uh, yes, we might still have a couple of more bumps in the road before we really totally get into some more fluency going on in our lives. Um, and certainly I have a guest coming up first week of January, Sharita Stark, and then you might remember her from last year, and she's going to be sharing with us uh, what's going to be happening in 2015, and she'll be on the first show of the new year with me. But, you know, as we're looking at this, it's really a great time here on Sunday to put forth out there where we want to be in union and harmony. You know, it's really a good time for us to take a moment to reflect in the stillness and look at what we want to bring light on in our world. Um, so here's a little thought about some of everything that's going on because, you know, this time has also been deemed as the end of the world, the end of time, and things like that. Now, we have to look at this and let's just look at some, some thoughts and some questions here. Was Nostradamus correct when he said that the world would end in 2015? Is there any hope for survival? And was it the end of time? Now, about 20 years ago, when many saw the end of the world happening in 2012, I was getting stronger vibrations about chaos and upheaval from 2015 to 2020, which happens to be in alignment with some of the other prophecies. However, much like the year 2000, many people are not seeing and or feeling the big wow that they expected to have happen. It is like people thought that there would be some big fireworks display in their life. Now, however, the things that we have been experiencing over the last three years in their own way have been far more intense 
than even those times of Hitler and the Great Depression. Transformations are happening daily. I see the last few years as a time where choice was far more important than people realize. The choices that we have made during this time are going to be shown in the consequences that we will see in the upcoming five years. This will actually end up completing, in a way, the gap between cause and effect. And some may even see it as a time to clear karma. Ascension is happening because on multiple levels, our planet will no longer sustain some lower vibrations. Now, the key here is that I do see hope, especially with a beautiful peace portal coming and opening on the winter solstice. If ever there was a time for prayers, shifts, and deep heartfelt requests, this is it. It is a portal of reparation, an opportunity for us to find our own inner peace, and this is where it starts. Through the last three years, the harsh awakenings and circumstances for many have led them to ascend into greater spaces of compassion. I see it in my travels, where in some places I have been in recently, I was the only white chick in town. You know, I was maybe not totally in the town, but literally in some places when I would walk into stores and things, I was the only white person there. And people still treated me kindly. The barriers are breaking down. And for that, I am grateful. Now, while we have still so much progress, what we are likely to see over the next five years is the effect of our choices during the previous three. So for those that have been persistent and so-called done the work and made their shifts and changes, they will be able to see successes, opening, balance, and start to really experience more fully their inner peace. For those that choose or chose to be greedy, spiteful, controlling, and take advantage of others, they are likely to see some big crashes have it their way. They've not gotten away with it all, despite what things might appear. And we are likely to see bigger crashes that are likely to include the giants that have frantically destroyed lives trying to maintain their control. And this may happen through uproars, disgruntled employees, and natural disasters. Yes, this is the period where heart could actually backfire on those trying to use it. Throughout this five-year period, those people that are experiencing such harshness will still have a choice to change and elevate into higher dimensions of thinking. This is the period in prophecies such as Revelation, where there is a cleansing of the earth. She's going to do everything she can to correct herself or reestablish balance. And as a result, we are likely to see high volcanic activity, water-based storms such as hurricanes and tsunamis, continued sinkholes and erratic potholes of their patterns. This is a time a great opportunity for us to realize how much we can do to make a difference for ourselves, others, and the planet. We are here not to destroy it, but to take care for it. And many still help us in this area. But let's talk about how each one of us can make a difference. Outside of the obvious environmental factors of pollution, recycling, etc. One, as an individual, what can you do? Hold love in your heart and all that you do, always. 
When we do this, we raise our own vibration, and each person that does this feels the earth and those around them. Living a compassionate life helps others to be there without any additional effort on your part. Two, next, stop using chemicals. Things were actually cleaner in many ways long before chemicals did things. Natural remedies were used for cleaning teeth, homes, maintaining gardens, and so forth. Three, for those ready to be a little more proactive, obtain non-GMO seeds and start growing your own food. When we do this, we create a genuine connection with our earth and environment. We provide our kids with great learning experiences on all levels. Four, eat well. Getting healthy is far more than just looking good and feeling good. When our bodies are pure and functioning well, our energy vibration is raised and we naturally function on a higher vibration. Our bodies receive what they need, and that balances out hormones, thus emotions, mental function, and thus clear thinking and processing of the truth, as well as our intuition, physical functioning. We have much more energy, which leads to more in, uh, movement, creating endorphins and serotonin flowing well in our bodies. Five, take time to breathe, meditate, be calm, in stillness. While so many things talk about the importance of movement in our lives, it is equally as important to take time to be still. And it is in this stage that we connect and receive. This is how we allow the divine into our lives. This can be even as little as a few seconds. And every time we allow stillness, we are really creating a connection with the divine itself. This, in turn, regenerates all of our different types of circuitry on many levels. Six, stop enabling those that choose to not be in alignment. Accept the choices that they make for themselves, love them anyways, and then honor your own path. Enabling those that choose actions that separate the divine also separates you from the divine. Remember, they are always welcome to join you in the light. Now, these are simple things that can be easily incorporated into any day with very little time and effort. However, the more we incorporate such things, the more we raise our vibration. The more we raise our vibration due to the God gene, the more we raise the vibration of the whole. The more the vibration of the whole is raised, the more others will also take hold. See, it really does come back to us and each and every one of us has the ability to influence creating wonderful outcomes. As for the end of time, well, that simply means we are completing a phase of existence. Life is different than before, and it's changing every day, even every second in every day. And it shifts with every choice we make, and that choice is simply to be connected and function in alignment with divine principles. We have a bright future ahead of us. All we have to do is choose it, and that starts with ourselves. Are you willing to raise your vibration so that the earth can survive? Are you willing to accept that you have the ability to change the world by simply taking care of you? Are you willing to make a difference for yourself and others? This week, we're focusing on an aspect of compassion that's in my book known as Creating a New World. 
and this reminds us that what kind of world we live in is up to each and every one of us. And it starts with the individual and it grows from there. I'm going to move on to our next musical guest that we're sharing tonight, and that is Fred Carolas, who was on just a little earlier this fall, uh, early September, and this song by Craig is Carrie Michael. We'll be back soon.
welcome back. This is Jesse Ann Matthews George, and you are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. We're doing a little bit of reflection, recapping, and listening to music, and doing some sort of meditative things, getting some thoughts and some messages here as we're closing out 2014. And, you know, I have been so blessed to have an amazing lineup of guests. Uh, we have now been on the air for a little over two years here at Activating Compassion Radio. And it just seems like every year there's a new lineup of guests bringing something new, new ideas, new concepts, new perspectives in, and sharing their wealth of experience with us. So tonight, what we're doing, this is part one of a two-part series, and we're going back and honoring some of those guests, definitely honoring the music guests and resharing some of what we've gotten to experience over the last couple of years and just making it a little easy here during the holidays because definitely with the winter solstice, it's about reflecting and it's about resting and it's about receiving and it's about getting still, getting still for a little bit so we can really connect with that divine presence. And this time of year is about doing that. The winter season is about doing that. We want to take a look and say, you know, where did we start from this year? And what has gone on? What are the lessons? What can I be grateful for? And these sounds like some really basic things, but it also helps us see how far we've come. It helps us realize how much we've been able to have along the way. And it also gives us a framework to go from as we move into the next year. And this is a really powerful time. Um, one of the things that's going to be going on with this year is we are moving into the year itself is an eight vibration, which means we're going to be going much, much deeper into things than we have before. So things that we already have started, we're going to go into new layers and new levels of them. This is going to include new layers of understanding, new layers of experiencing our our senses, uh, sight, smell, sound, intuition. It's going to be a huge year for receiving dreams and vision. And when we connect with other people, because as we know, we have this peace portal energy coming up in two days on the 21st, and we combine the two energy of that peace portal with the eight energy of the incoming year, what we're really going to experience as well is an aspect of delving deeper into partnerships and finding those partnerships that take us to the depths of ourselves. So this can be a really powerful upcoming year. Uh, as we know, when we go into the depths, sometimes we're going to see things that we don't like, but we want to stop and think about, how am I going to deal with this? because we're not going to be able to run away anymore. We're not going to be able to escape from things. We're not going to be able to take that free ride, because as I mentioned before, the cause and effect is shortening. That means there's a shorter and shorter time between our choice of action and the resulting consequence for it. We hold so much. And as we know, when we delve into the depths, we're also going to see a lot of transformation coming about. And these are the spaces that we're going to learn. There are going to be huge insights, huge breakthroughs, 
but you want to learn how to be a deep sea diver in this process. The song that I'm going to share with you comes from a show that we did during the year on the film Finding Happiness. And this is where we looked into the Ananda community and the things that they're doing and some of the examples that they're setting um, as a possible direction for people to go and looking at these communities that are spiritually focused, that are unity focused. And, uh, you know, we all know that every situation has its pros and its cons, but the concepts are there and it's one more option for it. So this particular piece is called The Renunciate Inventor from India, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. And for those that have listened before on my show, you know, we are in a little different format this week and next week. We're doing a two-part series that is reflecting on different guests that we've had along the way. Um, I'm sharing music from some of the guests that we've had on the show in the past. And uh, uh, we have some pieces that we're getting to this week, some artists that we'll be getting to next week. And interspersed in that, we're also sharing some messages and some insights and just kind of grabbing a focus. So if you've missed any part of the show, you really probably want to go back because, you know, the information is just kind of flowing out here a bit in the moment. And, um, you know, it's really fun when we do this reflection work and we take that time to look back and and really think, what happened to me in January? What happened to me in February, March, and so on throughout the year? 
and see that different progression that we had along the way. Um, this is very beneficial for us at the end of the year, and it's not just about, um, you know, hey, it's the end of the year, we should reflect, but what it, it also allows us to complete cycles in our life. And as we know, completing cycles is very, very important for us because if we are going to begin another cycle, and, and we constantly have cycles ending and beginning in life, uh, we want to make sure that we've completed, we've rounded out. And our reflection, also known as reverie, um, we can do these types of things at the end of our day, every day. We can do them at the end of the year. We can do them at the end of our personal year, which is, um, you know, right before our birthday, things like this. And it's always good to go back because it allows us to bring completion to that cycle. And that then opens us to be more fully present into the next cycle that we do. And again, oftentimes when we reflect back, it's like, wow, it really has been an amazing year. It really has, even in the ups and the downs and the bumps and the bruises. <laughs> and I, I know a lot of people have experienced that over this past year. There's been some amazing challenges, even for myself. I've had huge shifts going from uh, a 2,300 square foot home into a mini cargo van and touring the U.S. and being now on the road full time. So it's a, it's a whole different vibration. But uh, these are the things that we look back on and go, wow, you know, how different my life is now from where it was then. And now I'm really opening to that, that new beginning. So I want to take a minute to just kind of name off the guests that we've had on 2014, just to recap for you how much we've gone through. And we started our year off with Sharita Stark doing astrology, numerology, and lexigrams. And thank you, by the way, so much to all of these people that contributed their time, their energy, their efforts, their expertise, and shared with us throughout the year. Shelly Alexander, which brought to, her, to us her expertise in nutrition. Damien Wynn, who talked with us about our grids, our personal grids, our light grids, the system grids. Susan Gale, who brought to us her work at A Place of Light, helping children who are diagnosed with all kinds of things like autism and ADHD, but helping them realize their gift in the world, their intuitive side, and honoring that and providing a place for that. P.K. Odell, who worked with us on function, Bill Carr, who talked about relationships and how relationships work. Michelle Mayer, who did um, ISIS love healing with us. Darcy from the IMSS Healing Center in Cambria, California. Marjorie Brooke, who talked with us about scar tissue release. Kelly Lott, who shared her work in cold stone migraine therapy. Madeline Suazo, who works uh, does work with what's called the original wave, and that's, uh, that was an amazing insight there. Dr. Kathleen Dimitriata, who has work going on in Egyptian oils and perfumes. Mark Daniels um, came on and shared his work in weeding out hate, how to use weeds in gardens and using that as a parallel for getting rid of the hate in our lives and what separates us in culture. Amy Stevens came on with Green Interior Design and Sustainable Building Insight. Sharita Starr and Mark both came on with how to plan business with moon cycles and looking at programs that they're doing with that. Elaine Cooper talked with us about detoxing and cleansing and how that affects us by more than just our physical body. 
Earth Goddess Rising, who was a sponsor on our show this year as well, uh, shared their events, and we did a roundtable of some of the speakers that were at that event. Uh, and actually, there was a part one and a part two on that. Craig Lane came in with his work in iridology, fluorology, and geoengineered nanoparticles. Adam Hall brought in his insights on conscious capitalism, which was really interesting. Paul Jaffe brought in how to change patterning. Dr. Nicola Bird shared her work in the boomerang effect. Stephanie Swafford came on with body alchemy and her work in that. Penny Cohen shared her work in Kabbalah. Bruce Ciccarelli was uh, on as a musician this year. Michelle Karen uh, shared her work in Sacred Sites Journey. Very insightful there and the importance of our sacred sites and how they're playing a role in our culture and society. Lorraine Flaherty shared her work in Inner Freedom Therapy and Healing Trauma. Debbie Jayotish Novak came on sharing the work in the Ananda community and the film Finding Happiness, which we just heard um, a piece from the soundtrack of that. Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Soup shared her work in Life Between Lives and Why We Live on Earth and What Happens When We Die. Judith Diana Winston brought some very interesting um, sharing with us as she, she shared a book that she wrote called Keeper of the Diary. Uh, very interesting and her journeys there. We had Greg Friedman who came on and shared his work as a sort of life coach couples referee and what that was all about. Victoria Beavis came on with Sacred Sound Frequencies and Craig Wallace, his music, which we listened to a piece of that. Carol Grandstaff Moses, which we've also listened to tonight. And he got healing with music through art energy and intuitive music reading. We also had Sam there, who came on both as part of Earth Goddess Rising, but also I brought him back on his own show doing DNA restructurization and his work with Starseeds. We have Linda Gadbois on with talking about crop circles. Absolutely fascinating. And then we had Lorraine Captain Morris who came on, shared her work as an indie store owner and why it's so important to be connected with our small, individually owned shops as well as sharing the other work she does in things like Break Aid. Greg Doyle joined me for an incredible show on astral traveling. Holly Hallowell came in uh, just about a month ago with her work in healing jewels. And Lorraine Cohen was on doing her work in authentic power. Linda Diffenbach was on with us uh, just a few weeks ago uh, talking about the sacred feminine and the work that she's doing. We, of course, had DC Love on two weeks ago talking about angels, ascended masters, and intuition. And then last week we had Maria Riker-Tong talking about almost autism. So if you can see, it, wow. <laughs> That's all I can say is, wow, it's been a truly amazing lineup. Now, the next song that I've got for you tonight comes from Bruce Ciccarelli, and it's a song that he wrote uh, in connection for those that are dealing with cancer uh, was part of his focus on it. He's got a wonderful uh, YouTube video out that goes with this song. And um, I also have a permission to use this song for a little video that I put together of Live and Let Live Farm Rescue. And uh, when I was back there in New Hampshire earlier in the fall, and I had a chance to spend time with Teresa Paradis, who was one of the very early guests on my show when I first started out, 
And if you haven't had a chance to catch it, you can catch it and see some of the amazing um, video that I captured while I was there uh, at Live and Let Live. This clone, again, is Bruce Ciccarelli, and it is Carry On. And there's no denying it's burning bright in my soul. There's a light that's shining, and the warmth it's providing is bringing hope to me. Can I carry on? song that's singing And the words it's bringing Are ringing loud In my mind And the song that's singing Keeps me believing In dreams Of happy Good night. 
license into dawn It's another victory Welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. This is Jessica Young Nichols-George, and we've got a little different format running for this week and next week. We're taking it easy. We're doing some reflections, meditations, messages, and we're interspersing that between songs from previous guests that we've had on the show. And that last one was by Bruce Chirelli. It's called Carry On. And, um, you know, really wonderful. Every time I hear... Music And I love music so much, which is why I love bringing musical guests on, because music can shift our vibration in seconds. The way music works with us, it has just almost an immediate impact on our vibrational energy, and it can shift us into this very positive space, which is why it's one of the easy things in a way. And... Um, you know, to work with as as we're as we're working um, to shift our vibration, especially if we're in tense situations, turning on a little music, you know, plugging in and listening to a little music during the holidays. If you're feeling a little stressed by family or situations or things that are going on, um, listening to music coming and going from places, it can really put us in a space to be able to handle things in a much more effective way and to keep us acting instead of reacting along the way. Now, as I mentioned, we're going to be grabbing some messages, and this week we're really kind of focusing on some messages that are in alignment with the winter solstice, which comes up on Sunday for us. And I was looking forward, and when I look at the winter solstice energy, part of what we're going to have to draw on this year as that comes in is it's going to be calling to us to take hold and communicate spiritual ways. It's going to call on us to communicate as spiritual beings. It is going to call on us, you might have remembered me talking earlier in the show about this being an eight vibration year, 2015, and that's going to call us to go to these depths. Well, part of going into those depths means time and meditation, being still, meditating, quieting the mind, and and meditation can encompass a lot of things. It can encompass visualization. It can encompass just simply being still. It can encompass watching snowfall if you're in a four-season area. It can be sitting at the ocean and listening to the waves. Uh, it can be all kinds of things. It can even be an aspect of focusing on breath. It can be a, an aspect of meditation. It is also going to call us to look at things in more abstract ways. So not closed in that box. It wants us to get out of the box. And that's what this energy with the winter solstice is also calling in. To become a little more philosophical, entertain different ideas and different perspectives and different ways of doing things. If it hasn't worked doing it the same way over and over and over again in the past, then it's time to make a change. It's time to choose a different way to approach things. It's also calling to us to take greater interest in our spiritual life and teachings and 
It's saying take time to be alone and communicate with the divine. Whatever that divine energy is for you by whatever name you call it, Yeshua, God, Allah, whatever it is for you, then take time to be there and be connected. And that's where we're really going to see these huge transformations. The more we're connected, the more we're going to experience in life. So really some very, very powerful things that we have going on. And I find that that is so in alignment with this time of year. And whether you do that just as a couple of days right now, but also keeping that, I think, for the focus in the upcoming year, but particularly with the winter solstice, take some time out. Enjoy a little time with yourself. You know, it, it sounds strange, but the more you can enjoy time with yourself, the more you're going to be able to enjoy time with other people as well. We're going to move into our next song here, and that is done by Stan Flitter, who came on our show, like I mentioned, uh, both with Earth Goddess Rising and also uh, on his own show. And if you miss that show, you can definitely catch it in the archives. It's on my page in the Main Street Universe tab on my website, Jesse and Nichols George. And that's, uh, I'm sorry, Jesse and Nichols George from number1.com. There is a link in the show description for that. And this song by him is called Break of Dawn. And Sam's book there is really doing some interesting things because he brings in all of this different energy from starseed energy to uh, Native American energy and rhythms and tribal aspects. And he also blends in this whole aspect of doing music for like epic motion picture (laughs) level stuff. So here we go, break up on, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
And welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio, and this is Jesse and Nicholas George. And the song we were just listening to is by a guest that we had on earlier this year, Stands with Bear, and that was Break of Dawn, a really unique, different music that he's uh, scoring these days uh, related to epic motion picture sound, and um, yet he deals in starseed energy and DNA restructurization and all kinds of things. And so, you know, it's really uh, fun to go back and reflect and highlight these different pieces from guests that we've had on the show. And this is part one of a two-part series that I'm doing for the end of the year. Last year, I did a lot of work on reflections and things like that. And this year, we're reflecting back a little bit, but we're also grabbing hold of messages and insights right now for what's happening in our lives, because we definitely want to be present. And the reflection is important to create the closure, which I talked about earlier in the show. And yet at the same time, we want to get the insights to help guide and direct us a little bit of where to focus our energy, to give us some clarity on things that we're doing in our lives. And we've talked some about that a little bit earlier. Now, one of the things I always like to do with the winter solstice and turning to the year, whether it's the equinoxes and solstices and things like this, is I always like to go through and grab little messages like little divination types of messages along the way and, and see what's resonating for that particular thing. And we just we just talked about some of that energy coming through with the angel energy. And now I'm pulling some information on a gemstone. And I always do things very randomly. I just grab hold of something and say, okay, which one, <laughs> which one is speaking to this energy? Which one has the message for us? And what I do here is I pulled a crystal phrase, and that's spelled C-H-R-Y-S-O-P-R-A-S-E, in case anybody wants to look this up themselves. And with crystal phrase, what it is is it is um, – a form of chalcedony, which is a type of, of crystal, and its green color comes from there being the metal nickel, N-I-C-K-E-L, in the soil. And what's interesting with chrysoprase is the color can fade, and yet in a moist environment, it might also recover a depth of color which is very interesting because we were talking again about the eighth vibration that comes in with 2015, and that's very interesting because the eight vibration goes into that depth, right? So uh, as we go into the depth, we create lighter energies and vice versa. So interesting, this would come up. And it oftentimes happens in the crevices of nickel deposits and then nickel deposits. So when we look at that again, the eighth vibration, which requires us to delve deeply, until we delve deeply, we can't find some of these magnificent gemstones that are hiding in the crevices. So those deeper layers do bring us some incredible things. Now, chalcedony or chrysoprase, I should say, particularly is normally green in color. At least that's the one that I pulled into was green um, chrysoprase. And that's going to be related to our heart chakra. So this is telling me, again, it's reaffirming that true vibration that goes with the winter solstice that it's all about the heart energy right now. It's going to be about connecting with people from the heart space, which is going to be really, really important. So 
moving on with taking a look at chrysoprase and what it has uh, going on for it here. Let's see here. Uh, chrysoprase, chrysoprase, chrysoprase. It tends to be transparent and opaque. Now, that's an interesting piece to what we're dealing with as well right now because we're being called as we go deeper. This has come in here, a big thing with it is transparency. It's no more saying one thing and doing something else. Thought, action, words, action, it all has to be coordinated. Transparency is going to happen. And if we're not being transparent, then we're going to be exposed for that very factor of those inconsistencies. So it's very important that we're walking our talk, and that's what that transparency does. Uh, this aspect, or there's uh, actually a little affirmation that I pulled up related to chrysoprase, which says, I see myself and others through the lens of the heart's compassion, and I grow in the path that serves the good of all. Well, I don't think there could be a more appropriate affirmation for what we're headed into starting with the winter solstice. Very, very much sums it up. Uh, again, it's going to connect with the heart chakra, but it's also going to connect with our sacral and our solar plexus chakra. So that's the communication that we're receiving from other people and also how we're processing what we're taking in from our outer world. And that's where that transparency factor is also going to come in again. This is also very related to the sign of Venus. And Venus as we know, blesses our life. It brings harmony in our life. It is the partnership planet, and it is the planet that allows us to succeed. So this is a beautiful affirmation to pull in regards to this show of the winter solstice energy, affirming that indeed we have successes on the way. They're happening. They're coming to us. Now, this is also a stone that can be very good for things like speech, getting past judgments, forgiveness, compassion, um, getting past codependence, patterns, detoxifying. Detoxifying is going to be another huge pattern coming up in 2015. The uh, people who drink, people with addictions, drugs, they're going to hit the body much harder because as the body elevates, for example, it may only take one drink instead of six drinks to get us <laughs> loosened up, let's say. Uh, it's going to take a lot less and it's going to do a lot more. So people that already have addictive tendencies are going to be called to let go of those addictions in this process. It's also very good about cleansing out heavy metals, uh, helping things like arthritis, rheumatism, eyes, liver function, again, that detoxification aspect there. It's also good for fertility. Now, we think of fertility automatically in having babies. But fertility is also about fertility of our project, fertility of um, bringing forth things into the world. And this is particularly going to be uh, bringing in fertility that uh, is overcoming infection on different levels. And infection can be those negative thoughts. It's not just, again, a physical aspect, but it's our negative thoughts, our negative patterns that we harbor are attachments that we harbor along the way. Uh, this is a stone that's really great for balancing hormones, uh, digestive system. It helps us to absorb vitamin C. These are all things that are really good. It also helps us to get past nightmares. Again, so we're doing this elevation into the heart energy uh, with this. So many wonderful, wonderful pieces that the chrysoprase brings 
into our lives. And one interesting line I, I picked up here about it was, it carries an energy of growth and ripening promise, okay? And it also represents new spring leaves. Well, that couldn't be more appropriate for <laughs> the winter solstice, which is all about the promise of the returning life on Earth. Uh, Chrysoprase brings hope even into the darkest regions of one shadow's self. And we are going to be delving into that shadow, which is why the transparency becomes so important in this upcoming year. And it also reminds us that we have that constant connection to the source of all that is. And it's going to help us to expand our heart chakra. So again, even if you're not carrying the stone, the ideas, the concepts, the aspects of this is what brings it really around. And it helps us to accept our birthright of prosperity, joy, and hope, and understand our interconnectedness with all of creation. And uh, this is very, very important. And many people say, oh, well, if you're spending time alone, that's isolation. And I want to clear that up because isolation is about a deliberate separation. Uh, you know, spending time alone is not necessarily isolation or being uh, unsociable with people. It's about honoring restoration for ourselves. So there's some very big differences when we're spending time alone as to where that might be coming from. Uh, this, this stone also reminds us that we're going to have the courage to face any difficult situation and to resolve them through truth and compassion in the upcoming year. That is, that is going to be what we will be gifted with as a tool to help see us through things that are going on. Um, it gives us the chance to reflect on the relationships that may be ended unpleasantly in our life and to resolve them inwardly uh, through forgiveness. So that's a beautiful aspect that we have coming on. It's uh, about releasing, you know, acknowledging the lessons we've learned and allowing ourselves to get past those blocks that may have been created in previous relationships so that we can move forward with them. And it really is giving us the opportunity to approach life with the youthfulness. You know, the curious heart of, of a child, so the, the innocence of a child. Uh, so a lot of great things that Chris appraised is bringing our direction. And I want to move on with the next song in tonight's show. And this comes to us from Lauren Lane Powell. She was part of the Earth Goddess Rising series, and she brings in messages into our music. So it's a little more lighter, a different style than what we have been listening to uh, up till now in the show, but this particular song of hers is called In This Moment, and we will be back in just a few minutes. I wish you grace in this moment. I wish you peace in this moment. I wish you love in this moment. I wish you healing. I wish you grace in this moment. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. For those that are just tuning in, we are doing a little bit different format tonight. This is Jesse Ann Nichols George, and we are doing music, meditations, and messages. So we're jumping a little bit into the insights of what we have going on and receiving some messages to go along with the beautiful energy of the winter solstice, which is happening on Sunday, coming up for us. And we're also going back and enjoying the music of some former guests that we've had on the show. Uh, This is part one of a two-part series, and that was Lauren Lane Powell that we were just listening to called In This Moment. Uh, So we're we're continuing on, and again, we will be uh, working with this format next week as well. Now, if you missed any part of the show, make sure you go back and catch it in the archives because we've been covering a lot of information tonight. Now, the next couple of methods that I have to bring to you regarding the winter solstice is I sold the image of the lotus flower. And, wow, this is important because just as we've been talking about, the lotus flower is very much about connection with spirit, connection with the divine. It's very much about introspection, but it's also about being able to open and be in the world and to sit in that vulnerable space because we know that the lotus is oftentimes sitting on water. And water is our emotional base. It's our moods, our emotions, our feelings. And to be able to be open and vulnerable 
with that. Uh, the symbol of the lotus flower, oftentimes it is a white flower, and it is related to us, the purity and divine consciousness and deep awareness. So it holds a lot of depth, but it's also very transparent, very open. Again, has fit right in with everything else that we've been talking about of, of this energy of that coming winter solstice. Now, when we look at the symbolism of flowers, um, you know, it is the colored, fragrant end part of certain plants, okay? And it rests in what's known as a protective receptacle, and it includes reproductive organs. So it's very interesting. Uh, it belongs to the vegetable kingdom. It symbolizes manifestation of feelings and emotions, which means as we go in depth, we have to be willing to look at our feelings and our emotions. We have to be willing to delve into that. And we're going to be doing a lot of that this year. It also concerns the feminine energy, which is very interesting because shortly after the beginning of the year, we are going to move into more of a feminine energy pattern from the masculine energy. And that means we're going to be dealing at life, with life with more sensitivity. There will be more beauty, more love coming into life. Um, we're going to be more receptive to love and reproductive aspects in our life. Again, that's not just the sexual, uh, fertility, physical aspect, but also how are we going to be able to reproduce, grow, create, reproduction as creation uh, of things. And it's going to remind us that we can also be very fragile in life and a gentle approach, a pure approach. Again, transparency is going to help to see us through uh, a lot of what's going on right now. And being a sweet, gentle person, that doesn't mean that you're weak or powerless, <laughs> okay? It takes a lot of strength to be sweet and gentle and kind and compassionate with people. And it, it's something that we can actually do much easier than we believe at times, I would say. And it allows us to express a state of conscience that is about beauty and harmony, emanated and coming from the space of being calm, regenerative, beneficial and nurturing to us and this is right in alignment with that two vibration energy that we have in the winter solstice now it's interesting to note that most plants are from uh, hermaphroditic in nature they're both male and female and this is another sign of the times that we're headed into we are needing to embrace both it's no longer about just one aspect or the other it's about embracing that wholeness both sides of ourselves in a harmonious way. And, you know, oftentimes what happens here is it, it's about showing affection. That's what follows part of what they represent, providing affectionate gestures, expressing things. It's not about the words. It's about the action. And that applies to so many things in life. Uh, it's also showing that we're fully incarnating the positive state of consciousness. This is a big thing, especially when we're talking about the lotus flower. Now, um, it also represents stability for us, emotional and effective harmony. Uh, but if we're not in that space of working with our virtue and being focused on divine energy, the flip side of it, everything has two sides, right? Uh, again, we talk about those people that were maybe controlling or have addictive patterns. You're going to have to be very careful because the caution side is we can easily get 
um, we get wrapped up into, say, the passion of something as opposed to, you know, when I say passion, that's like the chemistry of it as opposed to looking at it for its whole or true self. Um, we can tend to be sentimental. It can make uh, manipulation a factor that becomes uh, something that we have to deal with. And uh, so that vulnerability means that we have to be willing to put ourselves out there. If we're going to obtain the successes, we're going to make the progress, part of getting there is being willing to allow people to see you and see who you are and what you're doing and to, you know, take a look at that aspect. And that can be scary for people. Uh, We want to be careful because if we fall into that distorted space, then we're going to feel a lack of love. We're going to feel that absence of being embraced in things. So this year, especially with the intensity of the eight energy as we delve into the depths of things, and with the partnership energy, a huge part of partnership is communication of feelings and that open, honest integrity uh, that comes with things there. So being able to share those feelings is what's going to allow us to transcend into the next step, um, whether that's delving into a new relationship or uh, working with an existing relationship uh, in things. So so many little pieces that we don't always um, think about with here. So again, the focus that we want to keep when we look at the symbol of the lotus flower is it's being able to express beautiful, noble feeling sentiments, um, coming at life with a sweet gentleness, a tenderness, a sensitivity. Uh, again, doesn't mean weak, but this is about receptivity, appreciation, acknowledgement, um, you know, and this is going to bring abundance and flourishing for us on the emotional level. And, of course, when we're experiencing it on the emotional level, level our emotions are a huge trigger for what happens in our outer world. What we're feeling will start to surface all around us. Um, it literally is about becoming and being and living uh, without depression. It's about uh, uh, being inspired and having joy, and that's really what this winter solstice is about. It's about hope and optimism coming into our lives again, remembering that we have the divine there and that it is active and well in our life. And being able to see the beauty in life and all things, even when it's harsh to look at, when you can see the beauty in it, you are going to find a happiness and a harmonious uh, aspect to your life there. And then what are you going to do to reproduce and create and communicate happy feelings? So that's a great and wonderful symbolism. We're going to move on to the next song uh, from our guest shows. And this one came out from when we had Mark Daniels on the show, and he was talking about Weed Out Kate. And this song was actually created for his venture and the work he's doing. And let's go ahead to that. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
And we're doing a little different format this week and next week as we're closing off the year 2014 and we're looking at the energy of the winter solstice in particular this year. But we're taking some time to just enjoy some of the music of previous guests as well as gathering some messages and some insights related to our winter solstice season and the upcoming year. Um, So this is part one of a two-part show uh, in this area. And we've been featuring, again, some of the guests that have been on throughout this year. And all the songs we've been listening to tonight are from shows that we did this year uh, in particular. And next year, we're going to keep going. uh, Next year, this week, we're going to keep going with some additional guests. And we're going to be delving into uh, the music next week of Peter Cater. uh, Also, um, delving into work from Stephen Halpern, who is both been guests on our shows as well as some others uh, coming up next week. Now, we have another message here. And always with the winter solstice, I always like to pull out my tarot cards and just take a little look and see what card is aligning. You know, we've been doing this throughout the night because it's really fun to see how it all comes together. Uh, what seems like random parts in our life, and this happens, right? We have all these little random pieces and messages that are coming at us. But when we start to really look at them, we see how they're connected. And we see that a lot of times they're sharing a very core key message that runs through all of them. So let's see what we pull for the winter solstice, which actually is coming up on Sunday here. And isn't that interesting? The card that was pulled is the moon. That is our intuition. And you heard me talking about that a lot with 2015 being an eight vibration year. And the moon is going to align with that from the aspect of when we delve deeply. And the eight requires us to delve deeply and be transparent with our emotions. We were just talking about that uh, through the lotus flower symbol and chrysoprase symbol. And this means that we're going to receive more and more messages through our dream state and through our actual travel state. The moon card also, though, applies a lot to our emotions and our feelings, our inner self. And that ties in very much with the two vibration of the winter solstice of partnership. It means we, again, have to be able to communicate those emotions. We were just talking about that with the lotus flower. And the moon means taking those deep insights. When we delve into ourselves and we take the time to understand ourselves on these deeper levels, then we can start to share more with others. And that sharing more doesn't mean that you lose your privacy or you let go of your boundaries or, you know, you just become a mercy in a big, weeping, gushy <laughs> state all the time. What that means is that you're gaining enough knowledge and enough strength about yourself that you can be open about how you're feeling in situations, what you're feeling about your partner. It, again, reinforces the aspect of, how important it is to communicate our feelings. And, you know, certainly I've, I've got my books out on relationships, you, me, life, dreams, and as companion workbooks. And this is a really huge piece, being able to communicate with your partner. And so many people fear this, and it's very easy if we get lost in those emotional depths to fear what somebody else is feeling about us, to worry about it, to um, fear what they're going to think if we share our emotions. And, in relationships, the key to breaking through, the key to the long-term relationship is about being comfortable enough with your partner to share anything. 
if we're standing in that space of fear, we're not going to be able to make the breakthroughs. We're going to keep cycling through those patterns. But when we're willing to be open and vulnerable, and there's ways that we can certainly do that without becoming a huge emotional dramatic mess, uh, and when we share them in a very, um, how do I want to say, transparent way, um, and owning and being responsible for what our feelings are as opposed to saying, you make me feel this way or you make me this way, and staying out of that blaming space, but staying saying, you know, when this action occurs, I am feeling this way. That's how we take responsibility with it. And being able to be open that way and say, this is what I love. This is what I enjoy. This is, this is what I'm feeling right now. And it's okay to say, you know what? I really care about you, but I'm scared to death. I don't know how to proceed or things like that. Um, it opens doors when we're willing to be open and vulnerable and transparent with our emotions. So how appropriate to draw the moon card in this. And the forward progression that we're seeking coming out of this winter solstice, what I draw for that is the card of the magician. It's also the card of Mercury. And related to the planet Mercury, which means, you know, this is like the alchemist. We're being called as we go into these battles to create, put the pieces together, experiment, try, get out there and use your mind. You know, we talked about that earlier. This is going to be a time and a year where we are being called to get philosophical. Learn about how different things interact with each other. Learn how you interact with different people. And if we understand our own inner workings, then we're going to understand better how to work with others and what we need from others, what we have to give others, and all work together, all of us. So moving forward, what's going to help us move forward is to own our own inner magician, to own our alchemist and get busy creating. And not just creating, but co-creating. Sharing our gifts with others in a way that works for us to provide value to everybody involved. And those of you that have been following my work, I haven't said a lot about it, but I'm in the process of doing a lot of co-creating right now myself. I'm going to be co-creating with a couple of different people. As a matter of fact, Lorraine, who interviewed me earlier today, Lorraine Cohen, and if you missed that, it's up on my, my website under media radio, on the radio page of the media tab. And uh, we are part of a co-creation of uh, different stories that are about getting through the dark night of the soul type of aspect. And it's called Embraced by the Divine. And that's going to be coming out this spring. Uh, so that's going to be something to watch for. That's, that's something that I've got uh, an involvement in. And uh, I have some other co-creations in the work and things that I'm continuing to develop with my tour where I'm I'm gradually going to be co-creating not only with indie business owners but other organizations and other practitioners along the way. So it's it's something to look forward to uh, in this process of what's being developed and tapping into my own inner alchemist. And that's just an example. It's just an example. It's a launching board for you to think about 
where can I start to tap into my own inner alchemist, my own inner magician, and create magic in my world? Because the magic in the world comes from having an emotion, and a feeling, a deep stirring to bring out something into the world and taking the action on it and then stepping back and allowing yourself to receive what comes of that action and to watch it unfold and to do it in amazing ways. The miracles come when we synchronize. The miracle comes when we step into harmony and flow. And this winter solstice definitely gives us the opportunity to be there. What an amazing time this is. And again, it is such a blessing for me to reflect back over the different times and the different shows and the different guests that I've had throughout the year because even just reading their names tonight brought back so many memories of amazing conversations that we've shared. And you can catch all of these archive shows by the way off of my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, Jesse Ann Nichols George, the number one dot com. You can also find my products there. You can check out my monthly special there. You can check out the videos that I put out every month on there. There's tips on there. There's all kinds of things. There's products from previous guests on the show. Uh, all kinds of things that are on there. Um, you can look at what's going on with the Compassion Tour. I'm going to be gradually putting up more and more events. Uh, there is a very good chance that the February, uh, early February event that I have going on that's a full weekend event will be in the Southern California area. So you may want to watch for that. And, um, and that's really the great way to, to connect with me is through, through my website, jessianicholsgeorgethenumberone.com. Now, also, our December special, we still have a little bit of time to take advantage of that, is two-for-one Nordic Crystal Grid Work. Okay, this is something that I just recently released as a service. It's work that I've been doing and delving into for decades. It's based on Norse uh, wisdom and Norse insights, and it's very personalized work. Uh, I bring in and blend runic symbols when I'm doing this, and I incorporate also crystal grids, the laying out of gemstone or crystal grids, and it's all very customized to what you're working with and what you're dealing with. And that's right there on my homepage where you can find out more about that. And that also incorporates quantum energy work as well with that. Now, again, next week we will be doing part two of this show, continuing with music, meditations, and messages. And we're going to be, again, bringing in the music of Peter Cater and Stephen Halpern in that show. And uh, you know, again, don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Sunday night, we have Darren Brocare, who's a reader at Madame Laveau in New Orleans, doing spiritual insights. Monday night is Randy Holzer doing Vedic Astrology. Tuesdays, we have Susan Weed, who's sharing her work in herbs and natural plants. Very short show, but a very knowledgeable, information-packed show. Wednesday nights, we have Daniel and Jeannie working on our flagship show called Main Street Universe. And then Thursdays and Saturdays, we're starting to bring in a rotation of different shows that are going to be on once a month. And included in that is Jim and Ashley Cash from Woven Green is doing a once a month show. And I believe Kevin Baird is going to be jumping into that cycle with his Horizon Oracle's Journey set. 
a deck that he created, and you can learn more about that at templeofgaia.com. And, of course, Friday, we have Activating Compassion Radio. And, you know, I decided we're going to stay a little bit flexible in our time, so it's Friday sometime. <laughs> and next week, we're actually going to be doing a show at the same time next week. So tuning in, that's 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time and 5 p.m. on the Pacific Coast. This is Jesse Ann Nichols, Georgia. I want to thank you so much for being here with me. And again, thank you to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk, but those that are streaming live through Penn, known as Heron Counters Network, StreamFinder, and TalkStream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes and TuneIn.com, as well as those catching the YouTube version of the show. And I definitely look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into activating compassion. Hey, don't forget that if you've enjoyed the show this evening, share it with others. It touches lives when you do this, and you never know who needs this exact message or to hear something that we were talking about tonight. It happens to me all the time when I share things. I'm going to leave you tonight with our song uh, that we normally close with, which is Yearning For, again, by Shem Shai. And you can check out more Shem Shai's work, by the way, at www.shemshai.com. I'm very, very grateful for them allowing me to use their work and their music on their show. Um, and for having their approval for that. And that's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I dot com. Thank you so much for to see you again next week right here on Activating Compassion Radio. Please enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have an amazing week. And have a very, very blessed winter solstice. And if I could see what makes me blind I would soar to the edge of my mind And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon
Oh, oh, oh. 